Last week on In Good Company, Andre had a run-in with the police, leaving Lola to question the sacrifices she's made for the theater, while Skip and the board contemplated shutting the theater down for the season. We now find Lola and Kaiser reconnecting. Episode 10, When We Rise. It feels so scandalous sitting face to face with another person in public. Appropriately distanced, of course. Of course. I've been out of touch. I'm sorry for that. Oh, no worries. Heard about Andre? Everything okay? He's fine. (laughs) Happy to have a story to tell. (laughs) But I won't lie, it's been hard. I'm taking some time off, thinking through things. I'm actually surprised you hung around. It's amazing what a good man can do for you. I'll take your word for it. Three more weeks and it will officially be my longest relationship. You've always had a short attention span. (laughs) And the fear of intimacy. Look, I am sorry about the show. Oh, the proverbial plug is being pulled. Productions have been dropping like flies. I'm in mourning. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but that's what it is. What are you going to do? We're still trying to figure that out. I read your statement. Girl can write. Mm. Oh, thanks. I don't know how the board feels about it. When you talk about the origins of theater and democracy and how for democracy to work, we must all be equally represented, I mean... mm. (laughs) Listen, I have nothing left growing in my field of fucks. I decided to lay it all out. And the part about being a black woman performing for white audiences, that shit was powerful. Mm. It made me rethink everything I've ever written. Good. It's the first time I've really thought about how my writing is connected to my identity. Honestly, everything I've written up to now has been bullshit. It's been contrived, in-your-face, performative bullshit. You saw the pages I brought into rehearsal? Yeah, that was a hot mess. You made me realize I've spent my whole career performing for white audiences, giving them this version of myself that made them feel good or bad or whatever it was they wanted to pay to feel. I went into my room and I wrote for like eight hours straight. (laughs) And see, I didn't even have to make you do it. Words just started pouring out of me. Maybe we need to let these old institutions die. Instead of trying to reconstruct or rebuild, we should just let it go and start over. (laughs) What? What? Why are you laughing? I haven't seen you this passionate since you were in grad school. I guess at some point it stopped being my passion and started being my job. If you do it right, it can be both. This energy, this right here, is what we need. I've got like 80 pages written. We've been reading through the new pages every night online. It's not the same as being in the rehearsal room, but my God, just being able to write again. I I don't know what I'm going to do with it. God knows no one wants to sit through another Zoom play. Don't think about that. This is our chance to stop and course correct. A chance to figure out what we want theater to be when we do return. Yeah, but theaters are going to be the last to reopen. Well, who says you need a theater? Outside the box? Kaiser, outside the box. Oh my gosh, Javier! Oh, I want to give you a hug so 
bad. <laughs> oh, no touching people. Keep your cooties to yourself, please. Mm. Totally cootie free at this point. And this is me blowing you a kiss. Aww. <laughs> oh, did you like the banana bread? It was gluten free and sugar free. Oh, uh, we could tell. I could sure totally could. bake you another one if you'd like. Oh, whoa. Hey, oh. here's CJ. Oh. That's a big truck. Yeah, wow. a 48-foot oh, flatbed. Oh. My cousin hooked me up. <laughs> Want to take it for a ride, Connie? Oh, come on. Aren't you going to comment on my big truck? Hmm. The size of my stick shift? Nothing? Oh, my God. COVID broke Constance. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that truck suits you, CJ. I could get used to this. I feel like such a badass. You are a badass. So we're doing the show on the truck? That is correct. Mm -hmm. I love the pageantry of it. Genius, Kaiser. The truck is huge. Exactly how are we supposed to mount this beast? Oh, you know, Constance, just hoist up your leg and take it for a ride. <laughs> your innuendo is beneath me, just like my men. Now, <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I must take the stage. CJ, your help, please. Let me give you a hand. Thank you, CJ. You know how to take care of a lady. I've taped off the playing area. Everyone gets their own bubble. You kept talking about everyone having a bubble when we were rehearsing, but I didn't think it was going to be a literal bubble. It's a metaphor. The costume shop really outdid themselves. Everyone stays in their own bubble, and we maintain our magic six feet. Oh. We're just going to roll through the streets of San Francisco? It's our very own pageant wagon, and this is our miracle play, our living newspaper, our own form of artistic protest. If people can't come to the theater, we will take the theater to the people. When did you write this? It feels so in the moment. He's been holed up in the guest bedroom, hasn't slept in days. Oh. I've just been sliding in a tray of Diet Coke and Twizzlers every few hours. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it, ju it just poured out of me. <laughs> I did my monologue for my parents last night and they cried. Perfect, I like to make people cry. You know, I was skeptical. I couldn't see why everyone was so hot and bothered by Kaiser the playwright. Your work felt vague, it felt contrived, but this piece? made me drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's the most honest work you've ever written. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do this. Places, please. Yay! <laughs> What are you doing? Knitting. Unsuccessfully. You don't knit. I'm trying to learn. CJ said it's relaxing. Do you feel relaxed? Not even a little bit, but I need a hobby. You don't have any hobbies. I know. That's why I need one. I thought you'd be at the theater. Not today. I don't need you to stay home with me, Mom. I'm fine. I want to be here. You haven't been to the theater all week. We are still shut down. That didn't stop you before. Yeah, well... You okay? I decided to take some time off. Because of me. Because of everything. Yeah, but you have to go back. Ugh, but you're already sick of me? Well, I know what you're like when you're not working. It's not cute. Well, we are trying something new. 
Domestic Lola? Oh, that's gonna get old quick. I've been away too much. You'll be leaving home soon, going off to college. Uh, what's happened to you? What? You don't knit and you don't do sentimental. Like, uh, you're, you're creeping me out a little. I shouldn't have left you, Dre. So sitting on the couch all day is how you're going to atone? I keep replaying that day over and over <sighs> in my mind. Mom, you didn't do anything wrong. I made the choice to go down there. But if I had have been home, you I would have, have gone anyway. Mom, there was nothing you could have done to stop me. My mind was made up. I worry about you making bad choices. You're almost grown. The consequences have changed. All my life, the voice in my head has been your voice. Tell me what to do. Tell me what's right or wrong. That's a parent's job. But you're right. I'm almost grown. And I need to start listening to my own voice. To start making my own decisions because I know right or wrong. That's why I went down to the protests. Because the voice inside me told me it was the right thing to do. And when I saw that cop push that lady, I got in his face because I knew I had to. You know what? If you weren't my son, and I didn't have to worry about you every second of every day, I would have told you to do the same thing. Mom, you have to go back. This isn't like you. You need to get your ass in gear. Uh, watch yourself. That's what you'd say to me. Oh, so now you're calling me out? Yes. I don't know if I have anything else left to give. I don't buy it. Now you're questioning me. I read that statement you put out. You read it? Of course I did. You're my mom, and you're like meme famous. Someone made a meme of my statement. There are like a dozen quotes floating around Instagram. You're totally viral. Seriously? Dead serious. And that doesn't happen if people aren't interested in what you have to say. People look up to you. You can't bow out now. You've got things to do. And maybe if you don't trust your voice, you'll trust mine. You can do this. I'm sorry I'm late, everyone. I couldn't find the link to the meeting. We assumed you weren't coming. I hadn't heard from you to confirm. I had family matters that needed my attention. Normally I would apologize for that, but not today. No, of course. Has the board voted yet? Not yet. Good, Skip, because I've got things to say. By all means. When I went to grad school, I was the only black woman in my program. Maybe it was tokenism, but I like to think I was there because of my talent. But that's the thing. You're never quite sure. You start second guessing yourself. And there were actors in the program as well, really talented actors. But in any given class, only two, maybe three were artists of color. This was a problem for a lot of reasons, but the most immediate was that it meant that I often couldn't direct the plays I wanted to direct because I didn't have the actors I needed to cast. So for much of my time there, I directed plays that were convenient rather than the plays that fulfilled me as an artist. So when I got out of grad school and I started working professionally, I felt a need, a real longing to tell the stories I wanted to tell. I have worked diligently my entire career to raise up artists around me who other people might not recognize. And sometimes, most of the time, it's paid off. Lately, I have been questioning if the theater really needs me. 
do we really need theater? Like the characters we bring to life on the stage, I've been struggling to understand where I belong. But now I know. I belong right here. I've invested my heart and my time into making space for other people who look like me. And if I leave, if I stop fighting the fight, then I worry who will. I am a black queer woman running an institution that has always prided itself in being inclusive. But we can always do better. We are not just gonna walk the walk, not on my watch. I plan to spend the currency I've earned to open doors, to lift people up, to call people out. This is a pivotal moment for us as a nation and as an artistic community. How we respond to this moment will define who we are and set the stage for generations to come. I'm not gonna let this opportunity to institute real meaningful change pass us by. If that makes you uncomfortable, then good. We have been wallowing in our own comfort for too long. I almost dropped out of grad school. That's the part of the story I rarely tell, but I had a mentor, another woman of color who saw something in me that she thought was worth nurturing. I was having a crisis of faith, much like I am now. She said to me, all art must strive to answer the question, how then must we live? It made me realize that the stories we tell are a reflection of our humanity. They are a roadmap. Every time I start work on a new project, I think about that. How then must we live? I've been pondering that question a lot lately. <laughs> How are we gonna live in this moment? How will this experience inform the art we make and the stories we tell? Here's the thing. I don't need an ally. I need an accomplice. So if you aren't interested in being my wingman on this ride, then you are welcome to get off the bus. Theater artists are transformers, creators, and storytellers. This is our chance to create a vision of the world we want to inhabit and offer it as a roadmap to our fellow travelers. I plan to continue on this journey with or without you. Questions? You've been listening to the season finale of In Good Company, presented by New Conservatory Theatre Center, San Francisco's premier nonprofit queer and ally theater. Please stay tuned to your preferred podcast app for future episodes. In the meantime, help us keep the art alive by donating at nctcsf.org. Any amount makes a difference. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at New Conservatory Theatre Center. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us.